Goombas. Salutations. Bonjour. Hola. Bonsoir. What'd you say? Bonsoir. What language? I don't know what that one is, actually. I just know it's a greeting. Ni hao. That one was a little... I don't know about that one. Guten Tag. Ooh, I like that one. You really hit that. Do that again. (laughs) Welcome to episode 6 of Gamer Goombas and Nintendo Podcast. I'm your host, Marcos Riggs, and joining me today is fellow co-host, Brendan Pado. Who has been resurrected from the dead. Luke Perrette, unfortunately, will not be able to make it this week. So he has decided to unkill me and let me perform in his stead. Yep. Yeah, so... Brendan, how does it feel to be back alive? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good to be playing Smash again, honestly. That was the thing I was missing most when I was dead. Like, you, you just, I can't down B someone, get the rage, and then just spike them with Incineroar. Oh, okay, you're still maining Incineroar, I see. Oh yeah, trash tier player, trash tier character, let's go, baby. He's not trash. I mean, this is the thing I hate about Smash, not to go on a tangent, but... Whenever I choose a character, they're like, ooh, that shitty character, Dr. Mario, ooh, Mr. Game & Watch, ooh, like, bro, this is the thing. Everybody has their own way of playing. Everybody, you know, different strokes, different folks, feel me? If you go with Incineroar, then you no, go I, with Incineroar. I don't mean that Incineroar is bad, because, like, I actually play pretty well with Incineroar, and, like, I definitely feel like, I don't know, my play style just aligns with him. It's just a very toxic play style. And I do feel that a lot of the time that the players that are typically considered S tier just just, ha- just so happen to be the players that are winning the tournament right now because one incredible player is maining him. Right. You know, like Joker, for instance. I don't think mm-hmm. Joker is as good as a lot of people make him out to be. Yeah, I'm trash with Joker. Exactly. I feel like he's a pretty overrated character, but because we got some players out here, not to be mentioned are winning tournaments people think he's god himself who zero isn't zero doesn't zero main joker isn't zero like a that's why we're not naming him oh (laughs) (laughs) i didn't want to i didn't want to accuse anybody of wrong we're just not gonna we're just not gonna mention anything just we'll just leave all of that out just play music over there we're not gonna mention that half of the smash community touches little kids no we're not gonna do that um, they, yeah, I, thought, I didn't know it was touching. I thought it was just looking, but not defending it. Not defending it. Definitely messed up. Deserve jail time. <laughs> just not as much jail time? Question mark. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this is episode six of Gamer Goombas. I'm glad that we're still keeping this going, you know? And uh, yo, I haven't touched base with you in a while, Brendan. How you been? Uh, I've been pretty good. Semester's coming to an end. Finals are picking up. Looking forward to taking my DATs pretty soon. My uh, MCATs for dental school. Not Gnarly. Fun, but we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah, we had a conversation before, and I'm pretty hopeful for Brendan's future in the dentist industry. So y'all better watch out for that. Yeah, if y'all if got ever looking now, for a cleaning in 10 to 20 facts. years, let me know. Facts. 10 to 20 years, that's that's a long time for human existence to still be alive. That is true. I you I think- um. Assuming that we don't get absolutely murked by the next by COVID twenty, <laughs> um, come to me, yeah. I, I want an alien abduction of Earth. I just want everyone to just turn into aliens, <laughs> and then we get. 
are you saying, bro? Other than this school shit, how you been down though? Uh pretty good. Pretty good actually, yeah. Just chilling. It's good to have everyone back home. Not that I'm like hanging out with anyone, but like Right. I don't know, now that people are back home again, they have more free time. So I've been playing uh chess with some of our friends back home because they're not hanging out with school friends anymore. Just good. Right. You gotta love chess. Chess is a good game. It um, might be one of the best, to be honest. The 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 Goombalini, who isn't a Goombalini but gets most frequently doxxed by the Goombalinis, our friend Spencer, is Yay! quickly rising in chess. He's oh, getting he's good? really, really into it. He's getting really, really into it. He just started playing like a few days ago, but he's like going hard. I need to match up with uh, Spencer in chess one day then, for sure. Oh yeah, you should. He um he's just starting to play, but like he's always looking to like build. So just text him. He'll definitely play. Yeah, word. So Brendan, uh, during this leave of absence with gamer Goombas, there's been things that have happened in the world. You know, Thanksgiving. You know, giving thanks for shit. Thanksgiving was certainly weird this year too. For sure. So I want to you- bring up. The topic of the show. What are some things that we're grateful for? It could be anything regarding Nintendo, regarding video games. It, it don't it don't gotta be that. Like you could be grateful for something else, but let's just give maybe two or three things that we're grateful for. Um, do you want to start or should I? Um, I'll start with uh my first appreciation and that would be mario 3d all-stars and now i know this is a very controversial collection because of its anti-consumer whether it be like the 60 dollar price tag whether it be reducing the collection down to like its bare bone necessities whether it be the limited timeline for its you know opportunity to get but i don't know this year has been kind of poopy i mean with everything going on but just with nintendo like i wasn't we're gonna talk about this later on with animal crossing but like i'm not the biggest point i'm not the biggest fan of the animal crossing series i love new horizons obviously it's a great departure from the series not even departure but it's just like an evolution of what animal crossing has been but it's just like recounting the year. It's like there's not much after that. I mean, Paper Mario did come out. Uh, Origami King. I didn't touch it, and I really wanted to, but I just never got the chance to. And so to hear these rumors that Mario was, you know, the 35th anniversary was happening, but I just didn't believe the rumors because it seemed too good to be true, right? 64, Sunshine, Galaxy, all on the Switch. I'm like, this is what I've wanted since the Switch's inception, you know? Yeah. And just to have that come out, just for me to play Sunshine and finally beat it for the first time, you know? It's just, it's like the silver lining in this 2020 for me, for me personally. I don't know about you, but yeah. I'm I'm appreciative for Mario, that dude. Mario Mario. You know that's, you know that's his last name? Is it actually? Yeah, Luigi's Luigi Mario. I swear to God. That can't be true. Like, I get the Mario Mario, but, like, 
It's Luigi Mario. That's so dumb. That's so yeah, dumb. Yeah. It's really dumb. They did Luigi dirty because he's already the secondary character. Then to just give him the last name Mario on top of it. Right. They were just out for his neck. But I, the thing that I want to know is like, what's this alternative universe where Mario is like the second character? And Luigi's like the mainstay of Nintendo and Luigi's everywhere. You know, if you hear Mario's voice or if you see that face, so recognizable. He's like Mickey Mouse. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. What if Luigi was that? Yeah, it's true. Luigi, like, while I do like Luigi, he just ha- does have like a second character design. Like the tall, right. lanky. It's yep. like, while it is like cool looking, it's not like as iconic as like the mario logo it just doesn't even translate as well like you can't put like everyone even knows from like the 2d outline of like just mario's face who it is but like luigi's is right. not as clean of a design that's pretty true uh brendan what are you thankful for honestly it's been like a long year and it's been really tough but like yeah what i keep thinking of is like how like awesome it is that like while like COVID-19 is a horrible thing like how well like we definitely haven't handled it as a society very well but like how well people are getting through it you know like it's impressive like uh, like I have such a great base of support and like of like friends and family and like my my girlfriend Laura has been absolutely fantastic through all this like she works in a hospital she's a nurse like that shit's crazy for her yeah she is wait 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 Laura works at a hospital. Yeah, she's a nurse in training. She's getting her clinicals done. She's grinding it out. They actually tried to have her do COVID testing for her clinicals this semester, but she refused. It's like, it's crazy that she's just out there at all. Like people are literally just tanking through this. And honestly, like I I know everyone's not as fortunate to have like as great of a network of support as I do, but like, I I know like everyone at least has like one or two people that they can call on. And that's just kind of amazing that like, you have that in such tough times listen bro homo sapiens sapiens they find a way you know facts facts the thing that i'm kind of thing that i'm kind of questioning about my uh last pick was uh you know i was trying to joke around with mark not even joke around but i'm doing this silly stupid mario 3d all-stars while you're like actually being sincere and you know talking (laughs) about what you're really grateful for I, i respect that no, but like, I mean, it's everyone's personal thing. Like, if that's what made you happy this year, be grateful for it. Like, that's amazing. Like, it, it's no, what yeah. brings you joy, you know? Like, I, I just had that thought, and it's not better by any means. It's it's personal. Oh, you know? it's so much more uh, thoughtful and sincere. I mean, I guess, but like, <laughs> just because like mine was like more like thoughtful, like, in regards to humanity, doesn't mean it's like better. Yours probably made you like, well, mine is like, correct for me yours made you just as happy as mine did and that's all that matters at the end of it you know and that's the great part about like nintendo and video games like it doesn't matter like whether other people like say it's a waste of time it's about like the personal joy it brings you it makes you feel satisfied and happy and gives you that sense of growth that's you're all. a well-spoken individual brendan <laughs> thanks kid i love you okay <laughs> moving on Pay it back all right, so we're gonna start with the news now. <laughs> uh, yeah, fuck it, why not? 
um yeah let's head on to our nerdy section of the news so number one on the news list today is another bullshit lawsuit not even bullshit it's just all right let's let's dig into this nintendo hit another class action lawsuit today with the switch joy-con drift nintendo is already dealing with a lot of a couple of class action lawsuits in the u.s over joy-con drift now there's another complaint being filed as spotted by polygon the lawsuit was filed today in a seattle court it contains a technical breakdown completed by an expert who indicates that the problem occurs due to wear on the interior pads of the controller lawyers for the plaintiff say nintendo has not been appropriately informing consumers despite being aware of the situation the complaint mentions consumer advocacy investigations in france belgium and switzerland nintendo president shuntaru furukawa also previously apologized for issues regarding the joy cons a miner went forward with today's lawsuit after personally experiencing joy con drift this is this is the interesting part of this story like, we get a Joy-Con drift, another lawsuit, yeah, yeah. But the issue started three months after buying a Switch system, which were initially taken care of Nintendo. But the controllers failed for a second time several months later. The miner then had the controllers repaired again, though for a $40 fee. Ultimately, the plaintiff went through three pairs of Joy-Con. The lawsuit calls out unlawful and unfair conduct against Nintendo in addition to customer fraud um brendan what do you make of this um i'm kind of glad it's happening i really am a fan of companies that like intentionally make other products accessories to go with theirs obsolete so i don't really like that nintendo like intentionally bans other controllers especially when their controllers just aren't made properly because it's it's kind of ridiculous that they, they force us to buy their controllers, intentionally stop any other alternatives from working when we already paid for those, and then their controllers don't live up to the expected time frame. Like, it's ridiculous. They're, they're price gouging for controllers. They're not releasing Nintendo... Uh, and Nintendo's not releasing uh, GameCube controllers, except at limited intervals to keep the price high. And then, like, right. any other controllers just break immediately. And you really can't find any good alternatives besides Nintendo. It's kind of absurd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of third-party alternatives that you can get, but like we said before in previous episodes, like the Power A controllers, like there's faulty stuff going on with those. Like both of my uh, sticks broke with that controller immediately. Like once I let my brother have hands on it, it was a wrap. But yeah, I feel like these lawsuits do bring attention to like they do make nintendo like question and second guess like their i don't know just their way of pricing way of delivering the joy cons you know like the joy cons are such an essential part of the switch's success just from the fact that you could take them off of the console while it's charging you you know why this you know why the joy cons are like such a uh, innovative and creative way of playing but mm-hmm. big old butt the durability of these controllers is just not up to par 
Like we've never seen this with another console. Like their yeah. main state controllers like that. I don't know. It's just it's like Absolutely. the red ring of death with Xbox. Mm-hmm. For sure. But like it's kind of like ridiculous because whereas Xbox had that issue in an older model and they really have improved with it since and it's really not an issue anymore. We've seen that like although Nintendo games typically do require button mashing and motion controls are particularly sensitive, we've seen consoles like the Wii make controllers that last for actual decades. Like I'm, I know that my Wii controllers still work from my original Nintendo Wii to this day, yep. and that's phenomenal. So I'm, it's definitely not out of their reach to create such controllers. They're just really... It, it means they're either like design is just bad, which it means they're not investing enough, or it means they're actually just skimping on production itself, which is equally bad for the prices they're charging. Right, right. Um, yeah, another thing with this lawsuit, I feel like this minor or like the person who's bringing this up in the court, I feel like this is the type of person that would like switch their order in a restaurant and expect to not pay or something. Like, I feel like this is like, not, don't get me wrong. This is a good thing to do. And I really feel for the person going through three joy cons in a matter of like months, but I feel like this happens to a lot of people, especially those who use their Switch on a consistent basis. And I feel like those people are just, I don't know, they've bought the Pro Controller maybe, or they've maybe resorted to a different alternative. But they're not going to go to up in a, in front of a court and like sue Nintendo for it, you know? Yeah. No, it's definitely true. It, there, is, there is something odd about the plaintiff doing this most people wouldn't go ahead and do it but i feel like it is an important precedent that needs to be set by someone so i'm glad Mm -hmm. someone's out there doing it yeah for sure well enough of all this joy con drift speaking of joy con drift my shit's fucked up like i don't it's unplayable now it's unplayable damn i don't that's i don't know what to do you gonna get new ones or you gonna try to get yours repaired I'm not getting repaired. I'm not getting new Joy-Cons. I'm not getting repaired ones. I might just resort to the Pro Controller. I don't know. I mean, this is the thing, though. If I wanted to play handheld, I would need to get new controllers, right? Because my sticks yeah, are fucked. Yeah, I don't know, Nintendo. I might I might sue y'all, too. It's like... But moving we love on you from- too much. Yeah, facts. Moving on from that, though. Let's go on to number two with game of the year nominees so game of the year is a weird label it's a weird type of discussion and i and i love this type of discussion for many reasons but it also really doesn't matter and it's also a very subjective type of conversation but Mm -hmm. you know the games industry is only growing and jeff Keeley is doing his thing with the game awards like they're trying to make their like the oscars or the emmys with the games you know what i mean with the game awards yeah i don't know why i said for sure yeah so the game award 2020 nominees have been announced for game of the year let's just go down the list why don't we um starting off with animal crossing new horizons then we got doom eternal See, that right there, though, just those first two, I think is a perfect example of, like, how do you even compare those two games, you know? Like, how do you compare which of those games is 
better. Better is such a weird word to use here. It's just there's no other word you can even use to compare them, though, which is just absurd. Yeah. The, another thing I want to say before keep going down the list is that I really despise award shows like with a passion. Oh, really? And it's for the fact that like I'm aware and I commend those like creators for getting like you know some sort of recognition and some applause for what they've done and what they've been able to create but i feel like some of those snubs are like it's like a popularity contest at the end of the day like who it really is who, who really like i don't I, I don't know i like like i said before it's a subjective conversation and like you said, like Doom Eternal versus Animal Crossing New Horizons. Like, what are you, what are you basing this off of? Gameplay? What are you basing this off? Of? <laughs> like, like the zeitgeist. Obviously, shooter capability. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't know. But after Doom Eternal, we got Final Fantasy VII remake, Ghosts of Tsushima, Hades, and The Last of Us Part Two. That's for Game of the Year of 2020. What? What do you, what do you think's gonna win it? Um, while I don't think that this game was the most groundbreaking game of the year, I feel like I have to say Animal Crossing. Like it, it really was just the timing of it dropping right when quarantine started and providing like almost like like a pseudo sense of like interaction with other people and like the ability to develop and ability to like spend so much time in a game when we were first put in lockdown i feel like that like that dynamic of it and how like massively it sold to so many different demographics it was enjoyed by so many people i feel like it has to be that game right going going down the list again the last of us part two that definitely had its fans and it definitely had its haters too like that's a divisive game hades i feel like this is like the indie sleeper of the game of the year list like people aren't gonna give its i mean the press might give its love but i don't know about all the players who haven't played hades they're like oh what is that you know what i mean yeah um, absolutely it's, it just doesn't have that same like magnetic appeal that animal crossing had which like although it's definitely a good game like the plot of it was groundbreaking compared to a lot of other video games it really did try to tell a story it's just not gonna mm. it's hard to compete with a game that had the appeal of animal crossing right right going up from that we got ghost of Tsushima. that definitely had its zeitgeist moment but it definitely wasn't as significant as animal crossing new horizons uh final fantasy 7 remake that came out earlier in the year and i feel like with those type of games they definitely the conversation definitely seems to die out like the earlier i mean the the newest release seems to get like the most hype and the most sense of like oh we this is new in our minds so we're like we're still like high off of that experience you know what i mean yeah for sure and doom eternal like i've heard good things about that game with its gameplay mechanics and all of that just evolving on the first doom in 2016 but I gotta say, I didn't really hear a lot about this game this year. Like this yeah. came and went, right? I really like during like the first like month of it dropping, everyone was talking about like how much fun it is, like 
how cool it is, like the mechanics of it, the looks of it, and, like the graphics in the game were like phenomenal, especially like giving like actual 3D characters to make these well-known like 2D monsters. Like that's so cool. Right. And, like building on that and like, like you said, I, it really did have that hype. And then I just, I don't think I've seen or heard of anyone playing that game in a hot minute. Mm-hmm. And rounding it all out with Animal Crossing, that is the game that stays in the conversation with gaming with this year, you know? There's, I mean, that game is definitely the best-selling game of this year. Maybe not because of Call of Duty and all that, and maybe next-gen titles like Miles Morales or something, but that has over, like, 25 million copies sold. And yeah. that's that's not a number to, like, scoff at. That is fucking insane. Like, I don't understand. I do understand the fact that COVID has something to do with it, how everyone was locked indoors, and just that sense of escapism, like you said, the sense of, you know, meeting someone on their island and just running around and having fun. You know, that game is just not, like, you can't compare that game to all the other ones. It's like the one that stands out to me, too. For sure. I don't know. We'll see when uh, this... I think the Game Awards is the 10th of December, which is kind of stupid. Like, why wouldn't you want to do that when the year ends, actually? You know what I mean? I feel like they don't want to take the hype away from the games dropping for Christmas. I feel like that's the problem. Right. You get to then, and then you're including Christmas drops, which is just, like, not... I mean, the the years kind of slows down after Black Friday. Like, there's not much releasing other than the biggest game of the year which is debatedly uh cyberpunk 2077 oh my god i almost forgot about cyberpunk coming out on the day of the game awards so i don't that's crazy but i feel like that's a big snub like that game just doesn't have a chance to you know whatever oh yeah no chance not at all um there's a bunch of other categories but nintendo seems to uh it's there's not really apparent in a lot of other categories besides best family best family games so let's go through them we got animal crossing again which is of course a great family game for anyone who's like i got it for my brother for his birthday and you know he hasn't dived into it but he still wants to play it with me and stuff uh we got crash bandicoot 4 it's about time i don't know if that's a good family game it's kind of hard from what i've heard which uh, one is it Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. Oh, I haven't played that one, actually. I heard a lot of good things about it. I like platformers, but I never touched Crash it. Crash is just such a classic. I love it. Right, right. Um, The next game is Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. Have you ever played Fall Guys, Brendan? No, I haven't. I, I really feel like that shouldn't win. It was so big for two weeks, and then it died so fast. That has to be, I think, the fastest rise and fall of any video game I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, I gotta agree with you. Like, playing it when it first came out on PlayStation Plus for free, like, it was definitely, like, a moment in time, and everyone was playing it, but, like you said, like, it seemed to fall off fairly quickly. Like, after its first season, like, with the Battle Pass and all that shit, like, after it just kept evolving, like, I don't know, it just... That that sort of gameplay and that sort of you know just the chance that that game has like there's a lot of variabilities that 
depend on your success with that game. And I feel like a lot of players don't appreciate that. Like, I, it's yeah. definitely a goofy game for streamers and all that. But I don't know. It just I definitely fell off quicker than the rest of people. Um, yeah. The third game, Mario Kart. No, the fourth game. I'm sorry. Uh, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. That definitely has potential to take the the game for best family. Just because of all of its quirks and capabilities with younger audiences, you know what I mean? And older audiences too. Like growing up with Nintendo, right? Like there's this 40-year-old dad out there who loved Mario on the NES. Never played a game after that, right? Now he has mm-hmm. a kid and his kid loves Mario. And now they see Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. Like, the technology is, like, mind-blowing. Have you ever seen that in action, bro? I saw one streamer playing with it once ever. And honestly, like, I think it's just a test. It's kind of just, like, Nintendo showing off almost. Right. What, like, the, the, the Switch is capable of. Because no other... That's, like, basically an entire toy in and of itself. Like, you, you would... Yeah typically buy like a race car with a camera on it like that for a kid as an entire birthday present and now to sell it as an accessory to a console that's just yeah crazy for sure like weird this, time weird time yeah the technology that mario kart live i hate that name too mario kart live like why don't you just call it mario kart home circuit i guess the live yeah. part has to do with the camera and all that but i don't know but yeah, if I was, like we said before when this came out, like if I was a little kid, this would be my dream. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's definitely like a really cool thing that like I feel like a lot of kids are really going to enjoy. Right. Because like it, it, it just is like, so, it, it's like the game that you open up on Christmas and then you like show it off to all your cousins and like you all take turns playing it because it's like such a cool toy. Yeah, right uh the next game is minecraft dungeons i don't got much to say about that i kind of forgot this existed this is a this is a dungeon crawler uh top down minecraft game reminiscent to like diablo or something like that just with like a minecraft skin on it um i guess that has family value because of minecraft's name and then like the weight that that holds but uh yeah i haven't heard anything from that game so uh yeah i feel like it really it really shouldn't even have been called minecraft they kind of just slapped the minecraft skin on a dungeon crawler i've watched a bit of gameplay and like they have minecraft skins and stuff but it doesn't it doesn't like resemble minecraft you know like at least like in like uh, the addition of Steve to Smash, like it resembles Minecraft, you know. Oh yeah, it's it's very, it's very good with, like nodding to that series, not even series, but that Minecraft game. Like it's definitely a passion project for Sakurai to do that. But with Minecraft Dungeons, like yeah, it doesn't really seem like it. It seems like a cash grab at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, it's definitely a game that people worked on, and I'm sure they're proud of that game, and I don't really want to hate on this, and it really seems like I am, but it just, I don't know. The last game on the list, Paper Mario, The Origami King. Like I said before, this game, I really wanted to play it, but I haven't gotten the chance to. I'm not sure if this game is suitable for younger audiences, like a family game. Like, this is an RPG at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Is it? 
Yeah, I don't. I, the Paper Mario series is always geared towards like the RPG side of things. Dude, I honestly like I haven't played it in so long. I barely remember it. All I can remember was like the first time where you had to flip the camera. It took me like thirty minutes to figure out how to do it. That's all I remember <laughs> of that game. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Mario Kart Live, Home Circuit, or Animal Crossing. Those two definitely have the best chance of winning. The best chance of winning. Uh, other than that, though, I mean, Animal Crossing is up for best multiplayer, but that's about it for uh, Switch games developed by Nintendo solely. So that kind of says something about what Nintendo had to bring for this year, right? Yeah, for sure. And there, there also has to be something said about COVID and maybe there was something more to be had but shit just didn't end up like that's the way the cookie crumbled i guess yeah are you are you happy with nintendo's output this year it hasn't been great but like there have been like it, it's like the little things it's like the uh the, like the expansion to pokemon the uh revival of like the old mario games like they're not like dropping anything groundbreaking but given the circumstances and like obviously like with how much production had to have been harmed, I felt like they did a pretty good job. Not right. ideal by any means, but given the circumstances, not the worst. Right, right. I feel like Animal Crossing had a lot to do with Nintendo's success this year. Like it definitely carried for a while. Oh, uh, absolutely. Paper Mario was a nice like little side dish that Nintendo just put out randomly. Like, I remember that one trailer that they just put out on Twitter one day, and everyone went crazy for, like, a week or something. And then it came out eventually, like, a month or a weeks later. But I didn't really hear a lot afterwards. Uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars definitely was a leg up for Nintendo. And Age of Calamity, which recently released, and I'm pissed that Luke isn't on here. So we, yeah, Luke beat he that game. grinded that. He beat. I think he beat it in one day, which is twenty-seven cool. hours. He played twenty-seven yeah. hours straight, all streamed live on uh, Twitch.tv/TippyTown. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Uh, we're gonna get his impressions the next time he's on Gamer Goombas, but until then, number three on the news. Speaking of Age of Calamity, it surpassed three million copies sold. Did it actually? Is... That's absurd. Actually, I didn't think it was gonna sell that well. That's phenomenal. Right. Right. With how little promotion they did for it, mm-hmm. that's really impressive. It's the best-selling title in the Warriors franchise to date. So for comparison, January 2015, the original Hyrule Warriors surpassed 1 million units sold. Like, this is a niche type of uh, franchise. Like, Warriors and Muso games aren't really in the limelight a lot for the gaming industry. And to see that Age of Calamity surpassing 3 million already... Like, it came out on the 20th, and it's the 29th. Like, stop playing with Hyrule Warriors. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, do you plan on getting this game? I'm definitely going to get it. I'm waiting till after I um take the DAT, because I want to not have that distraction beforehand. Yeah. But I really am looking forward to playing it. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to cop it, to be honest, personally. But I'm glad that it sold $3 million. I'm glad that people are enjoying it. Uh... Yeah, we're going to hear our impressions what with Luke has to say about it next time he's on. But yeah, that's pretty cool how uh, Age of Calamity is doing well, you know? 
and that has something to say about Nintendo's year two. Like this was definitely a surprise. I did not expect this game to like come out at all. I didn't expect this game to exist to begin with. Yeah. And it no, sell- it really just popped out of nowhere. Right. Good for you, uh, Nintendo. Good for you. Uh, what is it? Koi Tecmo? Yeah, Koi Tecmo. Those heads over there. Uh, speaking of games coming out of nowhere, number four on the news list, we got Neo colon The World Ends With You announced for Switch. Are you familiar with that World Ends With You series, Brendan? Not at all, actually. Okay, so this game is a DS game originally. So it's a very stylized... It's like an RPG, for sure. This game is set in Japan. It's like in the... I think it's in the Akihabara district, if I'm not mistaken. But this game was definitely restricted to the DS's uh, capabilities, you know, that hardware. It did have a re-release on Switch, but the thing is that, like, the combat made, uh, it was definitely centered and geared towards that DS gameplay of, like, using the stylus and, like, having two screens to, you know, it's not really, like, a one-to-one. Doesn't translate uh, well. Yeah, I heard mixed feelings with that port to Switch, but... It was originally like a 2D top-down game. So with this Neo World Ends World Ends With You, it seems to be going fully 3D. It looks really stylized. It looks like a crazy mix of like Persona 5 with like, oh, what's that game from Sega? Um, Sonic? No, no, no. <laughs> it's Jet, Set, Jet Set Radio. It, it has a mixture of those two with like the the... The art design of Jet Set Radio kind of with like a mix of Persona 5 being in this like super stylized version of Japan, right? And so, I don't know. This game, it got a official announcement trailer. It doesn't really show you too much. Like it doesn't show you what the game plans to do with like gameplay and all that. But it definitely gives you a feel about what this game's scope looks to be. And I'm excited personally. I've never played... I've never beaten, let's say, The World Ends With You. I've definitely dabbled in the DS release, but I've always wanted to beat that game. I just never had the chance to. But yeah, this sequel looks dope. Have you seen this game yet? Uh, I'm looking at it right now. I really do like the art style. It looks really cool. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely stylized. It's got swag. Another Another thing with the first game, there was this thing about fashion and like Japanese culture and all that and i definitely want to jump into neo the world ends with you when that comes out there's no release date i think it's 2021 to be expected but yeah there there's another thing to look forward to for the switch going back to smash bros number five on the news we got a we got a little doozy so nintendo has shut down a smash bros tournament called the big house due to the use of unapproved rollback netcode so the big house has made a name for itself it's one of the biggest competitive events for smash bros and unfortunately this year's tournament won't be happening as originally planned uh it's the big house was already forced to go online only in wake of the coronavirus pandemic although the revised digital event was planned for early december it has now been canceled entirely the news comes following a cease and desist demand from nintendo of america 
Nintendo has taken issue with the use of Slippy, an unapproved rollback netcode that makes Super Smash Bros. Melee playable online. A statement shared by The Big House reads, The Big House is heartbroken to share we've received a a cease and desist from Nintendo of America, Inc. to cancel our upcoming online event. We were informed we do not have permission to host or broadcast the event primarily due to the usage of Slippy. Sadly, all our competitions are affected. We are forced to comply with the order and cancel the Big House online for both Melee and Ultimate. Refund information will be sent shortly. We apologize to all those impacted. This isn't the end of the news. We got a statement from Nintendo on their cancellation. Um, Nintendo has now issued its own statement. You can read it full below. Okay. Nintendo appreciates the love and dedication the fighting game community has for the Super Smash Bros. series. We have partnered with numerous Super Smash Bros. tournaments in the past and have hosted our own online and offline tournaments for the game. And we plan to continue that support in the future. Unfortunately, the upcoming Big House tournament announced plans to host an online tournament for Super Smash Bros. Melee that requires the use of illegally copied versions of the game in conjunction with a mod called Slippy. Nintendo therefore contacted the tournament organizers to ask them to stop. They refused, leaving Nintendo no choice but to step in and to project its intellectual property and brands. Nintendo cannot condone or allow privacy piracy of its intellectual property. Brandon, what's your take on this? I mean, it is a tough call. Nintendo absolutely, like, while, like, it is annoying, they absolutely do have the right to do that. It is their property. You are, like, you're stealing it, essentially. But I don't know. Like, to do something like that in the middle of a pandemic where, like, an in-person tournament just isn't possible in a game since it doesn't have an online component because it's so old. And then to, like, like, if they issued a newer version of the game like they remade it like they did mario with like the ability to play online so that it was like the tournament could be held i could understand their statement a little bit more so it is like hard to make that claim when like there's no possibility for this tournament to be held then Uh uh-huh yeah but at the end of the day it is their intellectual property which is annoying like you said nintendo has all uh right to do this i just think it's a bad move on their terms because of just the, I mean, the Smash community hasn't had the greatest light in recent times, but you know that that community still exists, and there's definitely people who haven't done bad things that want to play Melee online, and there isn't other any option like you said before, and for Nintendo to just shut it all down, this isn't really anything new. Like Nintendo plays really hardball with their ips and uh if anyone doesn't know there's like nintendo ninjas that they're referred to uh they're like businessmen for nintendo who you know crack down on you know team executor and the likes of them who pirate games on the switch or whatever and you know nintendo is just really big on that and it's it's not really surprising it's just like disappointing you know yeah for sure it it's <sighs> It's a really tough situation from both sides. I really would like Nintendo to like announce that like, oh, we're working on addressing this issue so that it can be played off like online so that this tournament could be held. But, you know, it's just not going to come. Right. Another uh, bummer uh, poo-poo party kind of news story. Uh, Number six on the news. Nintendo shares Animal Crossing New Horizons 
usage guidelines for business and organizations. Quote, we deeply appreciate that so many people around the world are having fun with Animal Crossing New Horizons for Nintendo Switch. Thank you for your support and for us helping build such a wonderful community. While our services and products are generally for personal use only, we understand there may be situations in which businesses and organizations would like to use or reference the game in relation to their business. As such, we would like to share a few guidelines with those businesses, organizations, and anyone representing them to preserve the experience for the millions of people enjoying the game recreationally. If we see your activity is not following these guidelines or is damaging or having bad influence on the community, we may ask you to stop such activity or usage of our contents and take appropriate actions including prohibiting your future business usage of the game. Businesses and organizations may use the game in the following ways. Providing your custom design and or dream address to other players, inviting other players to your island, uploading screenshots and or game footage to family-friendly websites and social network services. However, please observe the following points when you engage in these activities. Please be aware of the game rating and do not engage in activities that go beyond the rating. Please refrain from using the game inappropriately or creating any content within the game that would be considered vulgar, discriminatory, or offensive. Please also refrain from bringing politics into the game. Please do not share false information about the game with anyone, and do not deceive others while using the game, e.g. falsely indicating you are separately licensed or otherwise approved by Nintendo. Uh, Please do not leverage a game as a marketing platform that directs people to activities or campaigns outside the game, including directing people to a sales page, distributing coupons, sweepstakes, giveaways, requiring consumers to follow social network services accounts, gathering customers' information or other invitational activities. You are not allowed to obtain any financial benefit from using the game. Uh, We may revise this message as the community changes. If you are interested in distributing your custom designs or other activities in relationship with your business, please refer to the latest version of this message. Please be aware that any applicable Nintendo Switch and Nintendo account agreements continue to apply. Any business use of the game that exceeds the rules set forth herein shall be permitted only with the separate and express written permission of Nintendo. (sighs) Interesting. That's a lot. That's a lot to unpack there. I feel like this has... There's something that sparked this guideline, right? Yeah, there has to be. There's rumors that this guideline change was in result of political persuasion not even persuasion but there was a joe biden island right and i'm sure Mm -hmm. there was a trump one but joe biden and his like management team and his marketing team made an island for players to like go in and i don't even know what that island did but i guess it was trying to political tool to get attention from younger generation yeah right i don't really know what to think of this like it's like you said, like we said before in the last uh, story with Slippy, the software with Melee's multiplayer, uh, Nintendo definitely has the right to do this. Like we said, like it's their IP, it's their game, they could do whatever they want. But the fact that they that they're doing this is just kind of weird, right? Like it's 
kind yeah. of a bummer for those that want to, you know, do something that might get taken down because of certain guidelines now, right? Yeah, and it definitely does affect content creators right. um, on all That's platforms, cool. I'm sure, because a lot of content creators who would, like, use this as, like, comedy and, like, even because this means that like even if your island isn't public to other people and you put something vulgar on it and you publish it on youtube as a joke for your like comedy or content it it can be taken down by nintendo for a violation of intellectual property which they've always had the right to do but i think it's more of like just a warning to like creators like this is like something that we're taking seriously now Mm -hmm. I, i don't know take for that what you will um, yeah, it most of the time I feel like that's a little over the top and like freedom right, of expression right. always. But this we have to keep in mind that this is a game for a lot of kids, which means a lot of kids are going to be clicking content that's related to it. So like, if kids are clicking content that is political or like does contain vulgar messages on accident, just searching up the game, that does create problems. I definitely so, agree with that side of things. Yeah, I, I can definitely see where Nintendo's coming from, not just from an IP event, but from like a like ethical, like this is something that shouldn't be allowed. I, th- it does make a lot of sense. Yeah, now that you now that you put it that way, I kind of, I'm not so down on that kind of story. Um, Number eight, number seven, actually, on the news. We got, we got a weird one. So Super Mario Bros. 3 variant breaks world record for most expensive game. A sealed variant for Super Mario Bros. 3 has set a new record for the highest price paid for a video game at auction. Earlier today, Heritage Auctions sold a sealed copy for $156,000. Previously, Super Mario Bros. held the record at $114,000, which had been set in back in July. Not only was this copy of Super Mario Bros. 3 in top condition, but the packaging is extremely rare, as Heritage Auctions explains. While the condition of the game is remarkable, what makes this copy even more singular is the layout of the packaging itself. Exceedingly rare are sealed copies with the word BROS formatted to the left, covering one of Mario's signature white gloves. Collectors have spent years looking for such a version, the earliest in the Super Mario Bros. 3 production history, and usually come up empty-handed. Also worth noting that a sealed copy of Pokemon Red, graded Wata 9.8A++, I don't know what the fuck that means, sold for 84000 as part of today's auction. So, damn, that auction must have been crazy. This That's is actually a lot crazy. of money. For the word bros in a different place. That's what I was about to say, bro. This, this can, not even consumer, but this collection, this collective, like, mindset that collectors have out there with, like, early production history and, like, different makes of certain games. Like, does the bros on the left side really have $156,000, like, merit? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I mean, if you've got the money to spend though, and this is what you're really into, all to you. It's just it's just I don't know how it got up to that price. Like how many people are actually 
bidding on this is what's really shocking to me. That would be a funny I would I would want to be a fly in the wall for that conversation or that auction. Cuz yeah, that would like, be- I really want to know how many people were like like who put down $100,000 and then another guy was like I'll put down 150. You know, cuz bet- the bidding didn't start at 150. Somebody no. it had to have gotten up to that. Right, right. That that's I don't know what to say. Like this is this is the type of move where remember when we talked about logic uh, buying two hundred twenty something thousand dollar Charizard Pokemon cards. Yeah, like this is to that extent, but just like a weirder sort of collector's item, like the ultimate collector's item, I guess, for gamers. I don't know, but even even if I like, I just don't, I just don't relate to that mindset. You know, like I want to play game, I want to buy games to play them, and I understand the history of it all like the preservation and stuff like with the sealed copy and the bros on the white glove like oh that's an early copy of the game and it's like in mint condition but to have that sort of price tag on that that box is just crazy to me yeah for sure that's the that's the most expensive game out there 156,000. that's crazy some exciting news Enough about all these downers. We got number eight. An aerial view of Super Nintendo World has leaked. Um, So Super Nintendo World is pretty much ready to go at this point with construction having been all but completed. We now have a good look at the theme park from an aerial perspective thanks to a brief video. So if anyone isn't familiar, Super Nintendo World is in collaboration with Universal Studios so it's basically a Nintendo theme park. And they've pretty much ended construction in Japan. And yeah, we got an aerial view of the place. Just looking at all the sorts of, you know, rides and all the amusements and all. Oh Have my god, this, dude. Brennan? I'm looking at it right now. I thought that was a video yeah. game. That looks so cool. I legitimately thought that was like, I'm like, wow, that's like a cool looking game. And then it's real. That's insane. That actually looks phenomenal. Sorry, you go. No, 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 you good. You good. But when it, when it like, when it pans out, it's such like a departure from everything else around it. Like it's such a, it's like, yeah, it's it's surrounded by all this gray and it has like these like, animated pop colors like the the red on like that one mushroom i'm looking at is just so sharp compared to everything else around it it's crazy so for the for the listeners out there i'm gonna explain this as best i can and i'm sorry if i butcher it but there seems to be peach's castle in one of the corners there seems to be bowser's castle in one of them it's it's a lot of Mario stuff. I see a little bit of uh the some Donkey Kong esque like tropical areas uh in a in like the leftern region. There's some sort of like snowy thing near the Bowser's castle. I'm not really sure what the results of this is gonna be, but I know that I wanna join I wanna I wanna visit this. I wanna experience this. Like this looks like a dream to me. Gamer Goomba's field trip. Oh, yeah. 
come on. You you thought we were going to miss out on a Super Nintendo world? We're going to Japan, everybody. Dude, this I'd actually a... be so down. Japan would be so safe. Oh, of course. That's like literally before I die, I must go to Tokyo before I die. Dude, Not even Tokyo, I have off next year. Next year's my gap year. We can go during winter break when you have school. <laughs> Bro, I am so fucking down. If COVID, if COVID isn't prevalent, I mean, it's still being managed in Japan, to be honest, but they probably don't want any Americans pulling up. But hey, I mean, COVID... with that vaccine coming out, we should we should be set to go to Japan. Right, right. If everything works out, Gamer Goombas will go to Super Nintendo World. There you, you heard go. it here first, folks. So, yeah, be on the lookout for Super Nintendo World. That shit looks fire. Uh, are you are you a fan of amusement parks, Brennan? Oh, my God, yeah. I um, I feel like the rides are really overrated. I feel like it's just, like, such, like, a fun atmosphere. Like, it, it's really, like, the best way to break yourself from, like, like the everyday, you know? Because you get to right. go to this place where, like, it's just it's totally distanced from any form of reality or work or like real life situation for me as like someone who lives no like the most mundane life you know right right um i fuck with the rides i definitely agree with like that atmosphere sense of like just freeing like there's really nothing to worry about when you pull up there like oh the the chicken fingers are twenty dollars like yeah, that's to be expected, you know? Like, yeah, it's annoying, but, like, when you see Mickey Mouse, it's time to go crazy. Right, exactly, exactly. And what do you... Oh, my God. Speaking of Mickey Mouse and, like, all those characters, imagine a Yoshi. Dude, Super- dude, I'm oh. taking my picture with the toads. I'm going to get, like, the full rainbow. Just, like, going to get oh Gosh. That's going to be so cool. Bro, I... This is... This is my dream job now. I'm t- I'm telling this straight in- to Nintendo of America, Nintendo of Japan, Nintendo of Europe. I don't care who's listening. I would love to be. You don't have to pay me, by the way. I just want to do. This. <laughs> I want to be in the Yoshi suit. <laughs> I I want to be the Yoshi. That'd right? be so cool. It doesn't even have to be like a. Just call me whenever, Nintendo, all right? You you got my number, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Dude, honestly, Shy Guys have, like, always been my favorite Mario character. And I'm... I really want to know what, like, a six-foot Shy Guy costume is going to look like. Like, one that's professionally made by Nintendo. Right, like... That's this... going to be so interesting, because that could be really scary if they don't do it right. Yeah. There's a lot of potential in Super Nintendo World, and I'm very excited to see the final result. And like it looks, it looks kind of small from like the aerial view. But when you're inside that place, it's probably packed with it's detail. It's probably overwhelming, to be honest. Yeah. Like looking at Bowser's castle, looking at like the height of that shit. Like same with Peach's castle, like that. Like we've all been there in Mario sixty four, Mario Odyssey, or whatever. But to have that in real life. Like that's like that would kind of bring a tear to my eye, no cap. I know that's really nerdy <laughs> to say, it, but like, no, nah, it's dope, dude. It is, it is, it's really that cool. It would be fucking crazy. So yeah, more to come with Super Nintendo World in the upcoming future. But uh, this is the part in the podcast where we talk about what we've been playing. 
Brendan. I know you've been busy with school and dentistry and all that. So it's all good if you haven't played anything. But have you in recent days? Played Not anything? really, to be honest. I've been behind. Mm-hmm. So you Stop haven't stuff. touched the Switch. When's the last time you touched the Switch? Probably three weeks now. It's bad. Holy. It's no, it's not it's not bad. You got your priorities straight, bro. That's just like a long time for me, you know what I mean? Like yeah. having played like every I don't think like the longest I like there's definitely m- months and there's definitely breaks that I take from gaming. But it's definitely a mainstay in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So, I've been playing not much either. I've been busy with work. I've been, uh, I don't know, I've just been lazy the couple of weeks. But I did roll the credits on No More Heroes. How did so that I, end? So I talked to this, so I talked about this game last episode. Like my early impressions on it. I rolled the credits um, a few weeks, not a few weeks, a few days ago. The The ending is really weird. It's not... It's not surprising because the whole game is weird, but like it broke the fourth wall in a way that I won't spoil, but it's just like, it's just so off-putting. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you don't know what I mean, obviously, because you haven't played it and you haven't experienced it, but there's this fourth wall break that just no other game, or I'm not going to say that, but there's just very few games do to this day. And there's like like a lot- pretty difficult to make like successful right because you know like the whole point of the game is to get this level of immersion and then to break that at the very end it would have to be pretty crazy it was so off-putting like there was so much story being thrown at you and the weird thing about it was that like the fourth wall breaking is a part of the story and like the story is just i don't all right spoilers 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 just Scroll 15 seconds or 30 seconds if you don't want to hear this. But at the end of the game, they say like a bunch of integral like narrative plot, right? And Mm. at the like Travis, the main character is like, can you speed it up a little bit? Right. And then the game literally like fast forwards while they like explain the narrative what's the that's point? not worth it for the joke that is not it, worth it for the joke it, it was really off-putting and i was just like kind of thrown out i'm not thrown out but i was like thrown off by like how weird and like how stupid it was you know yeah there's there's some ending problems too that i missed out on so when you save the game in this game in uh no more heroes Travis like sits on the toilet and then just does his thing while like the game saves. It's kind of like a joke, I guess. Haha, <laughs> like he's shitting or he's pissing, but I don't know. There's this stupid like real ending, right? Where if you get every single uh lightsaber, I mean, not lightsaber. So in this game, Travis's weapon is a beam katana, which is basically a lightsaber. Uh-huh. But there's there's three more versions of the weapon that you can get like you could purchase and upgrade him as the game progresses and if you have all four weapons right there's this real ending that pops up when whenever you save the game at the end and i got all four weapons and when i saved the game the real ending showed up but i couldn't click on it 
So I had no other choice but to like play New Game Plus, right? And just start another save, I guess. Are you serious? So I missed out on the real ending. And for those who don't care, I'm spoilers again, spoilers again. You you guys might not be interested in this. I I'm sorry. But the real ending of the game, I mean, the the ending I got was that So are you are you, are you familiar with No More Heroes, Brennan? Not much. Okay. So the the main plot is like there's this assassination, I mean, assassins guild, right? Mm-hmm. And Travis reaches the top of the top, like the number one assassin in the world at the end of the game. And then while he takes his shit to like save the game at the end, there's this cutscene that plays. There's this there's this dude in a business suit that pops up, slices Travis's uh bathroom door while uh Travis is doing his thing. And then he's he wants to kill Travis to be like the number one assassin, right? Mm-hmm. And then Travis replies with, Are you shitting me? Just a nice like callback to what he's doing. And then the game rolls credits. Like it's it's that quick. It's like the dude pops up, slices a thing, he's trying to chill he's trying to kill Travis. Travis says, Are you shitting me? The credits roll. ended on a poop joke. Right. Like this is how this is how kind of cringy this game is. That's bad, uh, it, dude. It also released in like a like a long time ago, maybe 2008, 2007. But uh, the real ending of this game is that there would be a boss fight. Like you would have to fight this dude at the end. Like I think in Travis's motel. And so for for me to miss out on that, it just like soured my whole experience with the game. You know? Damn. Like this game. You know that would be annoying no. to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. So I felt like I didn't do this game justice when explaining it last time, but I just want to throw out a little something for y'all if you actually are interested in this game. So this dude, Suda51, right? This developer, his name's Goichi Suda, but his like stage name, I guess, is Suda51. And so he worked on uh, Super Fire Pro Wrestling, a Super Famicom game, and he he calls back that game a lot in No More Heroes with like some gameplay mechanics and like you know in his in Travis's wheelhouse in his combat like there's finishing moves where he would like DDT someone or like pile drive them or like he'll do like a lot of wrestling moves to like finish them off and those are very satisfying but they're not really like they're satisfying to watch but they're not satisfying to feel yeah Every single boss boss fight, right? There's this little wrestling mask waiting for you before you head into that boss fight that gives mm-hmm. you like a new wrestling move to use. So at the end of the game, you have just a bunch of wrestling move finishers, which is awesome. And it, it's cool. a nice callback to what Suda51 previously worked on. But I don't know. This game just left a sour taste in my mouth at the ending. I we we said before that it was like an action game at its core with some light RPG elements, but I kind of want to take that away. I kind of want to take that sentiment away because uh going back to it recently, uh it's definitely an action game. That that is something tried and true that it wears on its sleeve to be honest. But mm-hmm. the RPG elements are more of like a collectible sort of like gameplay style. Like, it's not an RPG in the sense of, like, using moves and, like, turn-based combat. 
it's more of like a 3D platformer collectible, like kind of like Mario in the sense that there's a ton of shit that Travis can collect throughout the game. Like there's a hundred or something t-shirts that you could find in dumpsters around the game. You just like kick a dumpster and like a t-shirt pops up. There's a bunch of like glasses, jackets, belts, shirts, jeans that you could buy at a store called Area 51 with like a UFO sticking out of the store. Um, I don't know. This game has charm. It's got swag, but like just left a sour taste in my mouth with that ending mm. shit. I don't know. Like I, I enjoyed playing it, but then I also enjoyed like deleting it from the switch, you know, like I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I'm done with it, you know? Yeah, for sure. I got I got the sequel, and I plan to play that probably on my Christmas break or something. But I've heard that the sequel isn't as good as the original, so I'm kind of hesitant to play it. I don't know. But yeah, that's the only game I've been playing other than Rocket League. Just jumping into that every now and again. Um, there's, there is one game that I purchased on Black Friday which is Fire Emblem Three Houses. I never Ooh. got I never got Fire Emblem. The only game I played in the series is Fire Emblem Awakening on the 3DS. And uh-huh. that game really blew me away because of how different it was from any other Nintendo series. Like the strategy and like the like the tile sort of like strategic combat. Like there's no like, there's plenty of games like this, like Final Fantasy uh, Tactics. Like, it's tactical strategy, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's, like, a bunch of war and soldiers fighting, but it also has a lot to do with fantasy and spells and all that. And Fire Emblem Three Houses is just an amalgamation of everything Fire Emblem did before and just excelling on that and, like, going over 9,000 with all that shit. And so I'm definitely going to talk about my impressions next episode but also this game is long as fuck so you might not hear me finish it until like 2021 like 2022 type shit yeah one of my roommates played that for like he was playing it for months last year like actual just like months he played that for yeah i feel like i have to devote myself just to that game and there's definitely a bunch of other games that are on my to-do list to go through during this holiday break and all that. But yeah, I'm going to try and tackle that one. Or maybe like over the, a long period of time, just go through it. But I don't know. But that's what we've been playing. Now it is time to go to the eShop drop. Okay. So, Brendan, do you have a game that you would like to shout out? No, I don't. I'll shout out Fortnite. <laughs> Take it's a really back. good game. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. It's like this like game where you can build like in Minecraft and shoot like in Call of Duty. It's pretty cool. Wait, wait, wait. You said Fortnite? Yeah. Wait, I think I heard about that one. Oh, really? That's the one where you, like, shoot, like, Call of Duty and you, like, build, like, Minecraft, right? Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Oh, yeah, 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 I know, I know what you're, when you're talking about. Is that one, uh, is, is, is it good? Um, I like the part where I win 
and it says winner winner chicken dinner but i don't like when i die what happens when you die um tyler blevin comes to your house and tells you you're trash (laughs) (laughs) i'm weak bro i am weak as fuck um (laughs) joking aside you know fortnite fortnite's a crazy game to be honest it's it's it did really well for a long time it's literally a marvel game now have you seen what they've done with it i haven't not in a while i haven't heard about anything in fortnite since the travis scott concert we know that fortnite's kind of like a controversial thing to like like oh you're hopping on the bandwagon oh this game's for little kids oh this it's a shit game but i'm not i'm not the one to hate on it like i appreciate the fact that it's a free game i appreciate the fact that there's there's a lot of gameplay elements that are exclusive to that game and that are like the fact that Fortnite made crossplay a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, do you know do you know the story of that? I don't know the exact story. I remember that coming out though and that was just was that the first game ever to like have that on that scale? Yeah, so if anyone's not aware, there were these two players uh on Fortnite, right? There was one on PS4, one on Xbox. They were trying to see if they could play with each other, right? And I guess that crossplay, like the Switch was turned on for a certain amount of time and they like saw each other in game and like recorded it, sent it to Epic and all that. And then they just shut it off immediately. But once Pandora's box is opened, right? You can't close that shit. So later on, I think a week week or two later, Fortnite was like, Yeah, this this is a thing, like it's really easy to do and we're gonna do it now. And then PlayStation was kind of hesitant to, like, join the bandwagon. Nintendo and Microsoft were really, like, pushing that. We were like, oh, yeah, they'll, we'll, we'll let other people from other consoles play with us. But PlayStation had to, like, accept at the end of the day. Like, months later, they were like, fuck it, we'll join too. Because there's a lot of player bases out there. And Fortnite's a big game. And Epic was kind of, like telling playstation we're gonna take the game off of your console if you don't like allow this so fortnite just swung their huge dick on the table and everyone just you know gobbled it up yeah they gobbled it there's a lot of games on the switch eShop, as we all know from being switch players we might get a little overwhelmed when opening the switch eShop. but uh there's a lot of great games out there and I just want to shout out one that people might not expect or people might not be aware of. So I'd like to shout out. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Emerald Queens. Pop doing another one. I'd like to shout out Zelda Breath of the Wild. There we go. Has no one shouted that out yet? No, I don't know if anyone's heard of this game. It's kind of a it's kind of a niche product. Uh there's this dude named Link. There's this guy uh he has a sword and he picks up lots of them during this game. So the game's like weapon durability is like a big part of Breath of the Wild. Each so it's a game weapon. about collecting swords? No, no, no. There's a lot of uh you know this this franchise, The Legend of Zelda. You might not know it. It's kind of like a niche series. Um, 
But yeah, there's a lot of callbacks to, you know, the series' legacy and all that. There's a lot of flashbacks in literal terms with uh, this dude named Link. So I don't really know best to explain it. I think uh, Luke would be uh, better off doing it. But yeah, this game's pretty good. I mean, it's it's what it's I've not been... game of the year or anything. No, no, Is that what no. you're saying? Jokes aside, gotcha. we know Fortnite's big. We know Breath of the Wild's big. I don't really got an eShop game to shout out. And that's the episode six, guys. Uh, hope y'all enjoyed. You know. You're just with your grandmother, okay? Even if she's dead, I want you to dig her up from her grave, and I want you to put it, put your AirPod in her skeletal frame, and she will smile from the great beyond. That was very uncalled for and i apologize for anyone who felt hurt from that statement hey if pewdiepie can have dead subscribers so can we wait does he he has dead subscribers i'm you really think all those accounts are 100 percent active and real how much subscribers does pewdiepie have i think he's close to like one he surpassed 100 million a bit ago uh can we all agree that that's way too much for one person to have Oh, it's an insane amount. He's at 108 right now. That's one third of the U.S. population. Yeah, considering, no, considering that facts are true about like the census and all that. Yeah, that's fucking insane, bro. There's definitely there's no way that all of those are real. No way. Yeah, there's definitely like a nice majority of them are bots or like Russian yeah. spies. Uh, I bet. But yeah, I bet. But yeah, if you, if you enjoy what you heard today. Subscribe to uh, Gamer Goombas, a Nintendo podcast on all podcast platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Google, whatever. We're on Anchor. We're on YouTube now. So subscribe at Gamer Goombas there. Um, Yeah, if you liked it, just, you know, support the show. Share it with a friend or two. If they, if they enjoy games or if they don't, you know, just... If they want a little laugh, if they want a little noise in the back of their head while they sleep, you know, uh, we just we just want some support, you know, so give us some support. But yeah, this has been episode six. Uh, I love you. Take care, guys. Peace. Peace.